Um, so New Year's, uh, are you New Year's here? Uh, it's 2022. Uh, you know, something happens in, in seasons like this and times like this, you know, so often that, um, you know, it's just, it's really just a part of it, right? So a new year with new beginnings uh, causes us to oftentimes reflect back and then to look ahead, to reflect back on uh, what was, to celebrate to rejoice, to regret maybe a little bit, to, to grieve maybe some things that we've, we've lost. But then we also look ahead at the year to come. And as we look ahead at the year to come, uh, you know, we often have a desire to, you know, have a, a, a better year, right? Well, today I don't want to talk to you about really a better year. I want to talk to you about a blessed year. And, and I want to do that in a way that, that I hope will be significant for you. Because one thing that happens at the beginning of a new year is just because the calendar turns, it doesn't mean that everything that we're facing just goes away and starts fresh, right? You know, for some of us, there was some hardship that we were facing in the beginning at the end of the year that we, when the you know, clock struck midnight, hey, we're still facing that same hardship, for some of us, there was sickness that we were still wrestling with, that we were still dealing with, you know, in, in those moments. For others, you know, maybe there was a family issue. You know, for others, maybe, you know, there was a financial strain and, and the new year started and it just became, now I'm financially strained in 2022 and not 2021, right? You know, sometimes, you know, life as we move into new seasons, uh, the, the hardships and the challenges don't go away. And it's important, I think, in those moments to, to really understand what God has for us and what God desires for us in the midst of the, 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 the seasons of life that we find ourselves in. And so, so often we want to live a better life the next year. So we, we set goals or maybe resolutions. How many of you guys have New Year's resolutions that you've set for 2022? Anybody? Looks like most of us have just given up, right? Or maybe you set them and you're like, it's January 2nd, I've already, you know, it's already gone, right? It's like, you know, I always want to eat better in the new year, but it always starts Monday. You know what I'm talking about, right? It's like, oh, hey, listen, you know, Monday, but then, oh man, we're going to, you know, we got one more family, you know, Christmas, they'll probably have some stuff. So it's going to be the next Monday. And then pretty soon it's like April, you know what I mean? And now you're like, oh, okay, let's, let's start ahead, right? Well, I, I did some, some research on, on this and, you know, top resolutions for 2021, a baseless one website. So the year before, I think it mirrors probably a lot of what people are thinking about this year. Uh, one was exercise. You know, people want to get more exercise. They want to improve their fitness. You know, second was, was health, just kind of overall. They want to lose weight. They want to maybe improve their diet. Finances, they save more money, get their finances in order, career, hey, per, you know, pursue that promotion or that new career, you know, and family, spend more time with, you know, with family. Maybe that was part of what the goal was. And, and all these things, the desire is to make life better. We feel like, hey, if we can achieve these things, if we can do these things, then our life will be better in 2022 than it was in 2021. And while all of those things are good, all of those things are, are, are helpful, all those things are probably things that, that we should be thinking about, what if our goal in 2022 wasn't to live a better life, but to live a blessed life? 
What if the goal in 2022 wasn't to just improve our life in some, you know, physical ways or some material ways or financial ways, but what if it was to improve our life in a way that only God can do? You know, what if we chose a blessed life for 2022? That's what I want to talk to you about today in the, the moments that we have together is how do we live a blessed life in 2022? And so if you'll turn to your Bible, turn to Psalm chapter one. And if you will stand with me, I wanna read this, this passage together, Psalm chapter one, verse one through six. It talks about a blessed person and how this person lives and has found blessing. Here's what it says. And at the end of our, our reading, sorry, I forgot to, to share this with you. If you're new, the end of our reading together, we say the phrase, the very words to di- distinguish God's word from my own. Here's what it says. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season. Its leaf does not wither, and all that he does, it prospers. The wicked are not so, but they are like the chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. You have a seat. So Psalm 1 begins the the book of collected psalms that we we have in, in, in our Bible. And not only is it the first one that it contains really a great teaching, but it also sets the tone for really a lot of what the book of Psalms talks to us about and really what the Bible talks to us about. The psalmist here really unveils this idea that there are two ways for us to live, the way of the righteous and the way of the wicked or the way of the sinner. Right, And he says that there's really two outcomes. The way of the righteous leads to blessing and the way of the wicked leads to judgment. And Psalm 1 describes a blessed man. It says this, it says, blessed is the man or the, the person. That word man is not, is not simply just males. It is kind of the universal idea for, for anyone, right? So blessed is the person who... And then he goes on to talk about how this person seeks after and finds blessing in their life. But before we talk about how they look for blessing, where they go, where they turn, what does it mean to be blessed, right? Well, to be blessed is to be fully satisfied. It can also be read as as happy. It's this deeper sense of happiness that goes beyond material things and circumstances, It refers to receiving God's favor regardless of what's going on in our life. It's not simply about material things and comforts and and possessions, those things God can do, can use to bless us, but it's really about God's favor on our life. And Psalm 1 defines for us and describes the focus of where the blessed person looks to find blessing of where the blessed person looks to find blessing. The ESV study, ESV study Bible summarizes it this way. And it says this, that a truly happy or blessed person guides his life by God's instruction rather than by the advice of those who reject that instruction. So the blessed life is one that looks for the source of blessing in the word of God and the person of God in Jesus Christ. 
So if we wanna live a blessed life in 2022, we need to make a commitment and a decision today that we will look not just to any source for blessing, but we will ultimately look to the one source, the creator of the world, God and his son, Jesus Christ, as the source of our blessing. And we'll look to the Bible, God's very word, his word for us to find out what a blessed life truly looks like and how we live the path of the righteous. And so that's what I wanna talk to you about today is I wanna talk to you about the source of a blessed life. Well, what are the source options, right? Where, where could we look for blessing? You know, we talked about at the beginning, like, like, you know, life's difficult and it's hard. We wanna make our lives better. So we often will look to certain things to, to make our lives better. Right, we talked about the resolutions and we'll look to you know, physical health, financial health, relational health. We'll do all those things and we'll say, listen, if we can just look this way, if we can pursue these things, then guess what'll happen? Then we will find blessing. But the problem is, is that the things that we often look to and are tempted to look at to receive blessing, that deeper sense of joy and contentment and peace and God's favor in our life, oftentimes will not bring us the blessing that we're seeking because they are not the ultimate source of blessing. And so the psalmist begins in talking about the way of the righteous, the way of the blessed versus the way of the wicked. And in this way, he begins by the negative. He says this in verse one, blessed is the man or blessed is the person who walks not. So he's saying, listen, if you want to live a life of blessing, don't do this. This is the wrong place to look. It's the wrong source to focus on. He says, blesses the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. So the common thread is blessing comes not from following the ways of the world that are apart from and contrary to the ways of the Lord. And he uses this, this, this picture of a progression of walking to standing to sitting. What was he talking about? What does it mean to walk and to stand and to sit in these ways? Well, the thing about it this way, walking in the counsel of the wicked is really all about how we think. It's where do we find truth or seek truth? It's, it's what do we base our lives around? Walking in the way of the wicked is, is thinking the way of the world. It's thinking and accepting the advice and the instruction of those who are not following after God and who are giving advice that is often contrary to what God would say would lead to blessing in our life. See, listen, when we know this, there are are countless numbers of opinions and articles and thoughts about how we should live our life and what it truly means to live a good life or maybe even a, a blessed life. But the truth is there is only one source of that truth. And that is the source of the one who can bring the blessing. And so whenever we, whenever we embrace the advice and the thinking of the world and culture that is counter to the the thinking and the truth of God, it doesn't lead us down a path of blessing. It leads us down a path away from God. And so we have to be careful that we don't buy into the advice, the teaching and the opinions of those who do not follow and base their advice on the teachings of God. Now, am I saying everything in our world is bad? Every person who, you know, gives you some advice is maybe giving horrible advice. Absolutely not. 
but we need to make sure that we are not walking based upon the advice of those who are not walking with Jesus, right? We need to look for truth in the right place, and that's not the right place. Secondly, he goes on to say this, or standing in the way of sinners. Well, this is how we behave. It's the idea that, that we, shouldn't, we should not listen to the advice and the teaching and the direction of those who are, who are moving opposite of God. We should also not embrace the behaviors of those who are living counter to the ways of the Lord. Right, So we, we shouldn't allow behavior that is not in line with God to become our behavior just because that's what everybody else is doing. The blessed man does not, does not stand in the way of sinners. It doesn't stand with sinners moving that same direction. Third, it says, does not sit in the seat of scoffers. Well, what does that mean? That's all about identity and allegiance. He's saying, listen, don't sit and identify with those who are not identifying with Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean we can't be friends. It doesn't mean we can't love because we're called to love. It doesn't mean we can't, you know, can't, can't serve. But what it means is, listen, we don't identify. We can't identify with those who are traveling down a path away from God and then still feel like we're going to achieve the path for God. And he uses this term scoffers. You know, scoffers are as far from repentance as you can get because scoffers don't even entertain the idea that repentance might be something to look at. And so the psalmist begins by saying, listen, the blessed person is the one who does not just follow the ways of the world, just accept the advice of the world, but looks at the right source and not the wrong source. Proverbs 14, 12 tells us this, that there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, the way, in the end is the way of death. We need a right source to find a life and path of blessing. So what's the right source? Well, the right source is not the advice of the wicked, is not the way of the wicked, is not the way of those who are opposed or not following after Jesus. The right source is God himself. The right source is the one who created the world, who establishes the world, who, who directs the world, who created you and me with a purpose to know him, to glorify him and his son, Jesus, who was sent to show us this is the way of the righteous. And we see that, the, that God has given us his word, the scripture, the Bible, as a way for us to know him, to know the source of the blessing, to know the one who created us, to know the one who says, listen, this is the way to go because this is the way I've created for you to go. And so the wrong source is not where we need to look to find our ultimate blessing. We need to look in the right way. And I believe this, that when we look at what the psalmist says here, we, we, we see this, that, that, that the blessed life can be defined as doing this, is loving, lingering in, and learning from the word of the Lord. It's loving, lingering in, and learning from the word of the Lord. Let's walk through these. The first way we pursue this blessed life is, is learning to love the word of the Lord. Loving God's word, Psalm 1-2 says this, but his delight, talking about the blessed man, is in his delight is in the law of the Lord. 
So the blessed person delights in the Bible. He delights in the teachings of God. He delights in the one who is his given truth to us. He delights in these things. It means that it brings us joy. We treasure it. We value it, right? It's the word of God. The psalmist says in Psalm 119, verse 14, in the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. He says, listen, that God's word is, is more valuable to me than any material thing I could have in my life. That, that this is what I value. It's what I treasure. It's what I delight in. 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17 tells us why the word of God is something that we should learn to love and we should delight in. It's because of this, that all scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. You know, why is the Bible such an important thing for us? Why should we delight in it? Why should the Bible be our source of truth and direction for our life? Because it's the very word of God. It's the very words of God. And every week when we, we come and we, we, we read the scripture and we recite the phrase, the very words, it's not just something to do so that Brian has a chance to get a drink of water before he starts his sermon, right? It, it's to remind us that this truly is, and these truly are the very words of God. That God has given us his word so that we can know him. We can know who he made us to be. We can understand what is best and what is right in life. And delighting in that is, is something that we, we, we need to do and need to learn to do if we wanna live a life blessed by God. You know, there's something significant about God giving us his word and remembering that that's the very word of God. My, uh, so I'm 44, right? And so my parents are, are still, still every now and then they'll bring me a box of stuff that I left at their house like 20 years ago that they're still trying to slowly get me to take. You, you guys ever do that? Parents show up and they're like, hey, we found this box. And it's like, you know, so they brought a box a couple years ago. And, you know, and so I looked at it and started going through it as a bunch of stuff from like college and, and high school and, and these different things. So I was going through it and looking at pictures and stuff and wondering why I kept my history notebook from like senior year. You know, I'm like, I don't need that. You know, like doing all this kind of stuff. And I found an envelope, had my name on it and it was handwritten. And I was like, this looks, this looks familiar. So I opened it and what, what it was, it was a letter that my dad's dad, my grandpa had sent me when I went, to, went away to school for, my, for the first time. Now, I'll be honest with you, when I saw the letter, I remembered the letter. But what I remembered was not the words that he said in that moment, as much as what I remembered was that he put a $100 bill in there, right? And I was like, oh yeah, that's why. I'm, but then I'm like, okay, stop. And I reread the letter. And the letter, as an 18-year-old, I didn't really get maybe the importance of it. But the letter was so much more significant than the money that he had put in there. Because the letter was his very words to me about how he saw me and felt about me and his pride in me and, and what I was accomplishing in my life. And he passed away, you know, several years ago. So I, I don't have his words spoken to me anymore. But I did in the letter. And I'll tell you, I kept the letter. 
Because the letter brings me joy and brought me joy because it was his word given to me. Well, how much more significant is God's word given to us? It's so much more valuable than a $100 bill stuck in your Bible. So those who are pursuing a blessed life, we need to learn to love God's word. Second is this, is that we need to linger in God's word, that the, the source of blessing comes from lingering in the word of the Lord. Look at verse two, it says, and on his law, he meditates day and night. He meditates, the blessed person meditates on the word of the Lord. It's not a passing glance or just a connection once a week on a Sunday morning with the word of God, but it's, it's lingering in the word of God. It's thinking deeply on the word of God. It's going to the word of God often. It's seeking to understand the word of God. It's, it's wanting to, to treasure this in such a way that, that we dive deeply into what God is saying through his word. The psalmist says again in Psalm 119, 15, says, I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. He says, I'm gonna fix my eyes on this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna not just kind of have it as, as a secondary thing, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna look deeply and think deeply about the word of God. He goes on to say this in Psalm 119, 30 and 31. It says, I have chosen the way of faithfulness. What's the way of faithfulness? He said, I've chosen to follow the word of the Lord, because that is the way of faithfulness. That is the way of the righteous. That is the way of blessing. It says, I've chosen the way of faithfulness. I've set your rules before me. I cling to your testimonies. Oh Lord, let me not be put to shame. We need to linger in God's word. The third is this, is that we don't just need to love God's word and linger in God's word, but, but to live a blessed life, we need to listen to God's word. That blessing is found in listening to the word of the Lord. Again, he says on this law, he meditates day and night. See, there's a difference between hearing and listening. Do you know that? Webster's dictionary defines hearing in this way. That hearing is the process, the function, or power of perceiving sound, specifically the special sense by which noises and tones are received as stimuli. So hearing is the physiological you know, working of the ear to, to take in the stimuli of sound waves and receive that. That's hearing. Listening is different. Listening is defined in this way. It means to pay attention to sound, to hear something with thoughtful attention and to give consideration. It's possible to hear and not listen. You can ask my wife about that, right? Like it's possible for me to hear her talk and then not listen to what she said. Now, I don't try to do that very often. I try to really listen. I try to do that. But listen, we all know that sometimes that's possible. It's really easy. Some of you guys right now, you're hearing me, but you're not listening. This is, we'll be honest, Right? It's possible to do that. And it's possible for us to simply hear God's word and then not really listen to it, focus on it and give thoughtful attention and consideration to it. But really listening to the word of the Lord, lingering in that and listening to it is all about not just hearing, it's about hearing and obeying. You know, Pastor Brian says, you know, we talk a lot about, well, how do you define a disciple? What does it mean to be a disciple? He says, it's simply hearing and obeying. Because hearing and obeying is listening. Hearing by itself is not enough. 
right? Psalm 119, 105, the psalmist says that your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The idea of a lamp to, to, to the feet and light to the path wasn't simply just to illuminate what was in front. It was to illuminate it so that the path could be followed and walked. That the word of God is not something simply to take in. It's something to take in, to meditate on, and to apply outwardly in our life and how we live. James 1.22 says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourself. That if we only hear the word of God and we don't do what it says, we're deceiving ourselves thinking that was the point. The psalmist says the blessed person loves the word of the Lord, lingers in the word of the Lord and listens to the word of the Lord. Well, so here's a question I have. Why, why do we not do that? Why do we choose, maybe intentionally or unintentionally, not to love and linger in and listen to the word of the Lord? Well, I think there's several things, right? One is, is uh, sometimes we struggle with doubt, real legitimate doubt. You know, we struggle maybe to really believe the word of God. You know, there's some probably here today, you're like, I'm here and I'm hearing, I'm even listening, but I'm not sure I believe what you're saying. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out, can I trust this as the source of life? Is the Bible truly right? Sometimes it's the doubts. And listen, these are legitimate. And I want to encourage you, if, if you struggle with doubt and struggle with, with leaning into the word of God because you, you're questioning it, do, do me a favor, commit to, in this challenge, commit to a season of time where you will linger in and listen to the word of the Lord. You just see what happens. Don't discount it just, just for, for whatever reason until you personally give the word of the Lord a chance in your life. I think it's worth that. So sometimes it's, it's because of doubt. A lot of times it's priority, if we're being honest. We say, I don't have time. You know, I, I, don't, have, I don't have time to, to really linger in and, 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 and learn the, the word of God. You know, life is just so crazy and there's just so much stuff going on. You know, we have the desire to, but we don't put any action behind that, right? But listen, a desire, no matter how great the desire is, without action behind it, is simply, it becomes a dream that we never realize, right? We need to be intentional about creating time around the word of God. Our very own student pastor, Cade Pierce, said this, that you will never delight in what you don't give time to. You know, learning to love the word of the Lord comes in spending time in the word of the Lord. So, so what do we need to do? Well, we need to intentionally pick a time. Don't just fit it in whenever you can fit it in because typically what will happen if you're like me is you, it won't get fit in. Pick a time, pick a place. Try to find a place where you have as little distraction as possible. Now, if you're a parent, that's gonna be super hard. Because it's really hard to get distraction-free in your life. Even this morning, I got, I got up early because I, you know, I was preaching today and I want to spend some more time in, the word, in God's word and thinking through this. And so I got up like at 6. Some of you guys were like, I was up at 4.30. Listen, I was up at 6. That was a big deal. And so I'm like, you know, I go into the office in, in our house and, you know, I get all my stuff ready to go and, you know, pull up my chair. And, you know, I'm like, all right, 
you know, I just kind of pray, God, you know, to speak to me. And, and there's a tap on my shoulder. And I look over and it's my seven-year-old daughter, Layla, 605. I'm like, what's wrong, baby? She goes, I need to go to the bathroom. I'm like, it's right there, All right? I mean, we are seven, right? She's like, it's dark. I need you to take me. I'm like, it's 605. Baby, I got to preach in like an hour and a half, two hours. Like, you know, I got to spend, but what do I, what do I do? I got up and, you know, took her to the bathroom, right? I mean, 605 Sunday morning after she was up late last night, right? It's impossible to be distraction free, but we got to just keep pursuing it. Have a plan right? Find somebody to do it together. Third is this, is sometimes we're just intimidated. If we're honest, we feel overwhelmed. We, we don't really know how to, or to, to read the Bible or, or we, we try to overcomplicate it. Listen, it's not as complicated as we make it sometimes. You know, if, if you can't understand what the Bible says, because it sounds like you're reading from a middle, uh, middle ages king, right? Like get a Bible you can understand. If you're like, man, I struggle just kind of processing some different things. Listen, you know, let me recommend a devotion for you, like a biblically based and deep devotion to maybe help get you started in this, right? There's so many things we can do to do that. But that uncertainty is the last one. Sometimes we're just, we're uncertain. You're like, okay, I get that, but, but what, what, what do I do? So we talk a lot about an acronym, SOAP, S-O-A-P as a way to guide our thinking in studying God's word. It's simply this, S stands for scripture. So whatever you're reading that day, and I wanna encourage you to have a plan, whether it's, hey, I'm gonna start in the book of John and read through it, I'm gonna read through the New Testament, or I'm gonna follow Pastor Brian's sermons and where he's preaching out of, like, but have a plan. And, 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 and when you read the reading for that day, the, the S is just, hey, what, what scripture, what verse, what thought jumps out to you the most? And write that down. That's God wanting to speak that into your life. O stands for observation. Just God, what are you saying to me through this? What are you wanting me to know about you, to know about me, to know about life in this? And I encourage you to write it down. It helps you think through it. A stands for application. That's, okay, God, what do you want me to do about this today? Not, hey, I need to be more loving. Okay, I need to be more loving in general. But no, like, who, who do I need to be more loving to today? Like, what meaning do I have with that person that I know is really hard to love? What can I do to be loving to them? Be specific on that. And P stands for prayer. It's taking time to just thank God for speaking to you and asking for his help and favor to help you follow what he said. Anyone can learn to love the word of the Lord. Anyone can linger in the word of the Lord and meditate on it. Anyone, anyone can learn and listen. We just have to be intentional. So quickly, what are the results? So if there's a path of wickedness and a path of righteousness, if there's a way of blessing and a way of destruction, well, where, where does these two paths lead? I kind of just gave them to you. The first one is this, is, is, is we can choose the path of blessing that leads to flourishing, that we can flourish in our life, right? Look at what Psalm 1-3, where the psalmist says, says he, talking about this person that is blessed, is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields fruit in season. 
and its leaf does not wither. And all that he does, he prospers. So the way of blessing is the way that leads to us being planted by streams of living water, of life-giving water, that we yield fruit, we bear fruit for the kingdom. We glorify God through our life, that we don't wither. Now, does this mean that, Zach, you're saying if I just read the Bible, that life's gonna be great and perfect and easy? No, because that's not what blessing is all about. Does God, can God use material things to to bless us at times? Absolutely, but that's not the point of blessing. The greater blessing is our spiritual health, is bearing fruit, is joy. And that can happen in any season, regardless of circumstances around us. And in fact, sometimes the blessing is that we can understand and know better the circumstances we're going through don't define our joy and don't define how we have to respond. We can respond differently because of who God is and his promise to be with us. And Jesus even said this, that in this world we'll have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. So we can walk a path that leads to flourishing or blessing. Number two, we can walk a path that leads to withering or judgment. Psalm 1, 4 through 6, he ends the, the, the psalm with this. says, the wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. The way of the wicked, the way that is apart from God leads to judgment. It doesn't lead to blessing and flourishing. It leads to withering. It leads to death and not life. So as we move into this next year, we have a choice. We can try to live a better life or we can live a blessed life. And the path we take on those two things will look different. And so if we choose to live that that blessed life, will we choose to be the one who pursues God and his ways? Will we make a commitment today to, to, through the help and the grace of God, to, to learn to love his word, to linger in his word and to listen to his word? Will we be the one who looks to the right source for direction, for truth and blessing? Or will we settle for a different path, a lesser path? So the question I have for you today as we, as we wrap up is this, is where are you looking for blessing? What path are you following? See, I think today there's several ways we could respond to what God may be saying to us. The first one is this, it's through salvation. The blessing of God is ultimately found in a relationship with him through Jesus Christ. That is the greatest blessing we could have. The Bible tells us that we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God, meaning that we all sin. And because of our sin, we've been separated from God, that we, we, we deserve punishment for that. But the good news of, 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 of Jesus is this, is that God in his love wasn't content with this leaving us in our state of judgment. He sent his son, Jesus, to come to this earth to live a perfect life, die a sacrificial death on the cross and be raised to life again three days later so that in doing so, he becomes the sacrifice and the way of salvation. That if we will confess with our mouth that he is Lord, 
believe in our heart that God raised him from the grave, we will be saved. If we commit him to be our Lord, our savior, we'll be saved. And the blessing of God will become ours. Second is maybe it's repentance. Maybe as a follower of Jesus, you've been walking down the wrong path. You've been seeking blessing and searching for blessing in life and truth in, in, in ways that are counter to what is truly blessing, life and truth. And you need to turn from where you're going and turn back to God. Or maybe you need to make a commitment today to take a practical step to grow in your love for scripture, to make time to linger in God's word. And to listen to God's word, hearing and obeying what it says. Let's not just hear from the Lord this morning. Let's listen to what he has to say to us. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this day and we're grateful. God, for your word. God, your word, which is, God, timeless. God, and then it applies all the time. And it's timely, God, for our life and where we are here as we enter into a new year in 2022. And Father, I thank you that you've given us, God, your word that, that reminds us and reveals to us, God, the source of true blessing, which is you and following, God, in your ways, the way of the righteous. And God, we're never going to be perfect, but we're made perfect in your eyes through Jesus and our faith in him. So God, maybe today we need to commit ourselves to you for the first time. Maybe today we need to repent of sin and following a path away from you and repent and turn back to you. Or maybe today, God, we just need to ask you to give us, God, your spirit's power to commit to intentional and practical things in our life that will help us to love your word, to linger in your word and to listen to it. God, whatever you would have for us today, we wanna respond in obedience in those ways. So God, we give you the freedom to move in these moments together. It's in Jesus' name, amen.